we're going to have a good time again tonight uh, with the help of the Lord. And, and uh, you know, we, we, we like to be open books and share uh, what the Lord has done for us and mistakes we've made and things that we feel like we've, we've done pretty well uh, to, the, to this point. So uh, we just want to really open right up and dive right into it. I thank God for this Family Matters topic uh, because I believe it is vital and I believe it's important. Uh, for the health of the church, uh, healthy homes are very important, very important. Uh, so we, we, we definitely want to do that. Sister Jennifer, before we get started, go ahead and open up that door so your husband Frank can hear us now, okay? We, we, don't, we don't need you just hearing all this, and Frank don't hear this stuff, all right? I appreciate him guarding our, our thank you, brother, yeah. Appreciate you guarding our church back there and making sure there's no intruders, but... Uh, Let's make sure we're all on the same page here. Uh, so we, we thank God for that. Um, with that being said, uh, I, I want to jump into a topic here of, of just really having a God-fearing home, a God-fearing home. Um, something that many of you heard me say over and over, especially during the quarantine. Uh, when I was here preaching into a camera all by myself with just a few people, I would constantly say the importance of having a home that Jesus can smile upon. Uh, I said that repeatedly over and over. We must have a home that Jesus can smile upon. I will talk about how we're divided in the natural, but we will not be divided in the spirit. And it was important for us to have a home that Jesus can look down upon and say, that's a home that represents me. Uh, and that starts with the fear of God. It starts with the fear of God. So it is important to have a home where our homes are anointed, uh, anointed homes. Just like our ministries are right here in the church, we want our homes also to be anointed. You can speak to that a little bit. I know that, um, you know, we've been blessed to go different places, different churches, meet different people, just kind of all over. And we've really seen the, the hand of God in our ministry and just God just healing people and miracles and all that stuff take place. And that stuff is wonderful, but yet it's just as important that we have those same ministries in the presence of God in our home. Yes, yeah. So yes. that's all, I, you know, on that subject, that's what I had. Just It's just as important in the home. Is what you do outside, you need to be that effective in your home. Right, right, right. And we feel like we're the gatekeepers. Absolutely. Of our home, right? Absolutely. I mean, so anything that comes in my home, it comes through us first. Right. So I don't care if that's the app on the phone. I don't care if it's Netflix. You know, these kids love these YouTube videos. All that stuff has to come through us first. So I have the ability ability to deny anything before it even comes into my home, and I don't even care if it's a friend. It has to come through us first. So I think that's important that you watch what you allow to come in your home. And I don't care if you've already let it come into your home. You can stop it. Right. You right. can stop it. Right. No more of this. Right. So I think that's really important when it comes to our homes, that we dictate the atmosphere yes. and what comes in and out of our homes. Yes, yes. And, um, and she's serious. I, don't, I just sit, step back and say, yes, tell them, sister, tell them. Um, it is so true. Sometimes um, I, I've, I've seen families, and, and we've even uh, made this uh, mistake before, where we felt like because we allowed something, we couldn't go back and change it. We felt like it was too late to make the change because we've allowed it for so long. That is not true. Right, that's 
It is not true. I don't care if it's been going on for years. When the Lord moves on you to make a change, make the change. Just do it. And, and say, hey, new rule, new changes. It's like updating your phone, right? The phone don't work right unless you do that update. Okay? And so, yes, it's a new update, a, a new plan, new change. It's no different from the convictions that the Lord puts upon us. Right? Who we are today is not who we were last year. I sure hope not. Amen. God moves upon individuals and gives them convictions to change and you alter your life. It doesn't matter who your friends, family, it doesn't matter what anybody says. If God is dealing with you about something, you make that change. We feel the same way about our home. If we see something, you know, even if it's something that you're like, oh, maybe we're nitpicking, nitpick. Nitpick. I would rather be too picky than think I'm doing not enough or, or uh, maybe I'm being overbearing and then I allow an opportunity for the devil. That's why the scripture says, neither give place to the devil. All right? That goes for us. If my wife sees something that I'm doing that she's not approving of, she has to have that conversation with me and I've got to change. Because I cannot allow those things in my home if she's not okay with it. All right? And same thing, if I see something my wife is doing, something that she's watching or seeing, we have that conversation. We stop those things. And we're in agreement. We may not like the decision, but because of our love for one another, all right, because of our love for one another, it's important. I was thinking, as we were uh, discussing these things, I was thinking about the early church and how they went house to house. Now think about that. They didn't go church to church. They went house to house. So that means their house had to be ready at all times to be the meeting place for God's people. Their house had to be a place where it was spiritual enough to where they could have the presence of the Lord in that place. Amen. It was their sanctuary, house to house. So I wonder if we was to ask the question, could your house be a house where we could meet for church? Would your house be appropriate enough where we can meet? For I want you to think about that right now, right now. If we were to stop having church right now and say, this Sunday, we're meeting at your house. Could we have church there? Would you feel comfortable having the saints of God over your house and we won't walk in and feel some spirit of division, spirits of anything anti-Christ? But your home could be a home where the fear of God is. I truly believe if we lack the fear of God at home, what happens is we're going to lack the sensitivity of God at church. I'm going to say that again. If we have a lack of a fear of God at home, you will lack a sensitivity, the move of God here at church. See, you can't just flip it on and flip it off. Amen? We can't go home and just act like a fool and then expect to, can I say fool? Okay. It's in the Bible, right? Yeah, okay. You can't go home and just act like a fool and then come to church and, and, and flip on your spiritual switch. And now all of a sudden, you're just in the presence of the Lord. Amen. We, 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 we've got to fight that. I, I don't want to dwell on this, this too long here, but a home is so important. And we can speak about the importance of the home, the fear of God, and how that flows into the peace of God. Having the peace of God in your home. Having a peaceful home. 
those things, go, go ahead, babe, go ahead. No, um, I, respect is also crucial in a marriage, okay? We have to respect one another, mm -hmm. okay? Sometimes we think that it just flows one way, but it flows both ways. We have to respect yeah. one another. Yeah. And also, sometimes in relationships, now not here, but we've counseled with people. Yeah, never here. Never here. Yeah. But we've counseled with people, and there seems to be a need for one party to always be right. Yeah. And yeah. that's a big problem. That's right. Now, I know that I can speak on early in our relationship, somebody mm. had the need to want to be right. <laughs> it was bad, too, y'all. <laughs> it was no, no. bad. We, we said we was going to act right, too. <laughs> and with that, it created a sense of fear and insecurity in me. Because if I'm feeling some type of way or something has happened, I don't feel comfortable to go and tell him what I think and how I feel. Yeah. Now, that's not healthy. Yeah. I should be able to talk to him no matter what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I should be able to say how I feel and what I think, regardless yeah. of if I'm wrong or right. I still should be able to let that out to my spouse. Yeah. And so yeah. after a while, it began for, I began to put up walls. And I didn't want to talk to him. I, I didn't feel comfortable talking to him. Mm -hmm. And then resentment began to sit in mm -hmm. to where I didn't really trust him or kind of even like him because our connection wasn't there. Mm -hmm. He wasn't there for me like I needed him. Mm -hmm. And so with that, you have to realize that um, our love for one another is more important than his need to be right. He came yeah. to that conclusion, thank yeah. the Lord, a lot of <laughs> prayer. <laughs> but it took him a while to finally see that we had to get on the same page. Right. And so with that, you have to really look at your love, okay? And mm -hmm. we have to love each other enough that we are able to choose our battles. Pick your battles. Yeah. And, and to go ahead and humble yourself and say, you know what? I was wrong or, or I'm sorry or let me take responsibility or let me hear you out. Yeah. So with that... Um, that's one thing that well, I think is really important. I mean, you're, you're, you're exactly right. I mean, it falls right in line with what we're talking about, keeping that peace in the home. Mm -hmm. Amen. You know, you can live in a house full like us or be by yourself and not have peace in your home. Mm -hmm. you, can be, you can be fighting yourself. So, so don't think this, is, this doesn't apply to me because I stay by myself. No, you can be all by yourself and not have peace in your house. All right? You must have peace in your house. And you dictate your environment, too. Yes. So if I'm at home pulling my hair out because the kids are driving me up a wall, my husband, he will come in that house singing songs just with a grateful heart, just speaking kind words, and he will change that environment just like that. Yes. So I'm telling you, I don't care if you live in a house where maybe your spouse isn't saved or whatever the situation is, you dictate your home. That's right. You let your, you be a representation, there you go, let your light shine. You represent what your home should be. Right. Speak love, speak truth, speak God's word. Yes. That's your house. It should be a home of peace. That's right, that's right. And, and see, I, I love what my wife is saying right now because she's teaching us ways to have peace in our house. So, some people want peace in the home, but they don't know how to have peace in the home. So how do you have peace in your house? Well, first of all, the word. That's where we ought to start right there. The word. Read the word. Play the word. Let it come through speaker systems. Play the word. Read the word. Walk around your house speaking the word. 
Amen? And then sing spiritual hymns. The Bible speaks of that. Sing spiritual hymns. Sing songs. But if you got the TV blasting and you got it on some TV show and all you hear is cussing and hollering and screaming and violence and that's coming through your TV and you wonder why there's no peace in your home. You see? It's because that's what you're playing into the atmosphere. Amen. That's so true. It's what you're playing into the atmosphere. And then you've had a bad day at work, and now you're coming home, you're knocking over stuff, doing all kind of things, and then as soon as somebody say one word, it can be, hi, you didn't like the way they said hi. What's wrong with And all they said was hi. But you're already, you're just ready to blow up. All right? You're ready to blow up. And so you must teach yourself how to have a peaceful home. Pray, God, give us peace. Lord, let peace be in this home. God, work on me. Can I get an amen in the back row? Work on me. All right? Work on me. As my wife was saying, yeah, I was, I was praying, work on my wife. Help her, Jesus. She just don't see it, Lord. I see it. I've got great revelation. She doesn't see it. It was me. It was me. It was me. I'm praying prayers, what the Bible calls amiss. I'm praying fleshly, carnal prayers, what I want and not what, the, and not what God wants. Not led by the Spirit. Not led by the Spirit. Change her, Lord. You see what she's doing. No, it's me. Change my heart. Change my tone. Change my mind. Help me, Lord, to be a better man. Help me to be a better husband. Amen? Amen. And that's how you work on a peaceful home. All right? Peaceful home. And so those things are, are important. And I, did you get on respect? Not really, but you go. Okay. You can chime in anytime. So the, the respect thing. It's so important, all right? Again, whether you're in a home full or you're by yourself, because if you're by yourself, you got to learn how to respect yourself. you got to learn how to respect and love who you are and what God has done for you and what he wants to do through you. You've got to have that respect. And the respect that my wife and I have for, for one another has grown and is always growing. It must continue to grow. And it's not just behind closed doors either. Amen on that. Amen on that. No, there, there's, there's nothing where we put on a front. Where we come to church and say, hey, hey. Yeah, oh, we're wonderful. Oh, yes. And then as soon as that door closed, I just can't get, get in. And we, where you sleeping at tonight? I ain't going in there. You got the kids, too. Matter of fact, Brother Carson, where you at? You want to go out to eat? No, okay. I didn't mean to throw Brother Carson in there, sorry. <laughs> I'm using these examples here because you get what I'm saying. No, you must be real and have peace at home when nobody's around. Right. When nobody's looking. Because from the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. That's right. Eventually, those fruits will show. That's right. Something will come out. Amen. And those that are discerning of spirits, you can pick up on that stuff. You know what's fake and, and what's real. You can see it. 
And that's so, and that's so important to have that respect. So we make sure we have respect for each other, even if no one else is around. We show respect in front of our children. Because if I disrespect her, see, the kids think they can disrespect her. Amen. All right. So grandparents, when you got those grandkids around, don't be bad mouthing them parents. Oh, they don't know what they're doing. I raised them. Listen to me. No. Uh-uh. Don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. That's not having respect. All right. You may not agree with certain ways. You may not agree with certain things. Go ahead. And respect for the elders of the church and leadership, too. Because if you're talking down about your leadership and your elders of your church and your saints, the kids are going to have a respect issue, too. So that's, that's right. important. Watch that. It, it, it does apply to the body of Christ. Um, as we... See, my wife and I cannot be people pleasers, but we must please one another. Amen? I, I, I can't put people in front of her. All right? It's no different in the body of Christ that we have to put God first. We don't put people in front of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We don't come to the house of the Lord to please people. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, right? And so it is important that we put God first in everything that we do, that I press my way out to the house of the Lord because I want to be in his presence. The things that I do for her is because I love her, not to try to show off to everybody, look what I can do for my wife, because those things won't last. It won't last. But I must continue to show those things not only to her, but to our children as well. And sometimes with love comes honesty, okay? Yeah. So he should be able to be honest with me about what he may see or how I may act or some things about me. And it may be an uncomfortable conversation that we have to have, yeah. but it's because he loves me. And I have right. to accept that. Too many times we've talked to people where someone will say, um, they'll try to correct their spouse in a loving way, and the spouse just rejects it. I just, no, they always own me. They always, da, 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 da. if they love you, they're just trying to help you. And sometimes you've got to turn that mirror around on yourself and look at yourself. Mm -hmm. And so with that, you have to be able to be honest with your spouse. Yeah. And when they're honest with you, you have to accept it and try to make those changes. Yes, yes. Shouldn't nobody support you like the people in your own home? Right. There's nothing more frustrating, though, than not being supported by the people in your own yes. home. Yes. You know, there's, there's been things, ideas that I've come home with, and if my wife thinks it's a horrible idea, my confidence just, it just went down. Immediately, I don't even want to do it anymore. It may be the greatest idea. I've got one now. I, I'm, a, I'm not going to share it with you now. I think it's a multi-million dollar idea. I do. I do. But I, I just, I haven't brought it out yet. But you get what I'm saying. You want your spouse, the people in your home, to be able to support you. And that goes for the body of Christ as well. We must support one another. Amen. We must continue to be able to support, lean upon one another, ambitions, ideas, goals, all these different things that we may have. Yes, he always has great ideas. <laughs> um, with <laughs> supporting each other's ambitions, goals, and dreams, with that, I know that I had two failed businesses before I had one successful one. <laughs> and at one point I was selling clothing 
and I was wearing more than I was selling. <laughs> I was selling about 90% and giving away the other 10. Like someone would see me and say, oh, I like your dress. And I'm like, I have one in your size. You can have it. I'll bring it tomorrow. <laughs> so I didn't make any money. I actually lost plenty of money. Yes. But yes. my husband didn't give up on me. My money. Even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Even <laughs> yeah. No, it was horrible, okay? She's under, this is, no, it was bad. Okay, great idea. I have this idea, I want this clothing line, I really believe I can do it. Okay, I'm gonna support you, baby. What do you need? X amount of money. Do you, you need that much? Okay, let's reconsider this. We go ahead and do it, all right? She's getting all these clothes in. I mean, they're just coming in, coming in, coming in. And she's wearing them to church. I said, what? Aren't we supposed to be selling these clothes? This is a business plan, right? This is a business where you buy them at cost, sell them at retail, and that, 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 that wasn't happening. So, um, but he didn't give up on me. That's right. my point. I'm right. on my third business, and it has been successful so far. Right. And, right. But he didn't give up on me. So no matter what, even if your spouse is they're making mistakes, you can talk to them, you know, get yes. that corrected, but don't give up on them because yes. we have our own dreams and ideas and ambitions. Yes. And even as women, you know, we need that support. We need that help, that love, that go ahead. Yeah. And men do too, but I'm just saying, sometimes we deal so much with kids and housework and sometimes we can put ourselves on the back burner. I have done that in my life. Yeah. And to have someone who supports my thoughts, my dreams, my goals, it really means a lot. So yes. do that when it comes to your spouse. Yes, and that helps keep a peaceful home as well. It helps keep peace at the home. It helps keep the respect between one another, thinking that my ideas are not better than her ideas right. or vice versa. It, it helps keep all that in order in the home. That also helps in the church as well because this family matters as a body of Christ thing as well. The things that we are talking about that apply in the home apply right here in the body of Christ. The importance of supporting one another, the importance of keeping peace within the body of Christ, being able to communicate and talk to one another. Those things are important because there's going to be things and ideas, goals and ambitions that different people have. We don't have to shoot them down right away, right? We don't have to shoot them down right away, but we can love it. We can support it if we choose to. We can encourage it. We can pray for them. Whatever we feel that needs to be done, we can do those type of things right here in the house of the Lord because we're going to have our ups and our downs here in the house of the Lord. Amongst this family, we're going to have those things, but it's important to have that respect uh, for one another and that, and that support. So that's good. That's good. There are um, a few things that uh, my wife and I would like to hit on here, and one of them is this. And that is, my wife and I have talked about, and we've talked about this in our own life uh, and with our children uh, and just a church as a whole, but we can speak to how we feel about this. And that is for individuals and people that are looking to be married or looking to have a, a, a relationship with someone. Um, one thing that we firmly agree on and that we firmly are going to teach and are teaching in our home is that we don't date or talk to or have a relationship with someone that does not agree with the principles that we agree with. 
we will not entertain if one of our children wants to have a relationship with someone that doesn't believe in the same things that we believe. I'm going to say that again. We won't even entertain it. Now, when they're 25, 30, they're out of our house. It's and they're still grown. a no. So, <laughs> well, there it is. It just changed. Remember I said about that conviction? It just changed right now. There, we just drew a new line in our, in, our, in our family. We won't entertain it. No. They must understand and learn. The Bible says in the book of Amos, I believe, how can two walk together except they agree? How can they walk together except that they agree? Church, it's too important. All right? It's too important. They must agree. There's too many uh, repercussions that come from that. We're in love, Pastor. Oh, but he loves me and I love him. Okay. All right. So let's take it a step further. When you have children, what is that child going to do? Are they going to go to church with you? Are they going to go to church with him or her? Are they not going to go to church at all? Are they going to be baptized the way that you believe? Or are they not going to be baptized at all because they don't, your spouse doesn't believe that way? There's too many things that come up if you're not on the same page with someone when it comes to the beliefs that you say you believe. And that is something that is so important. Because if you truly say that you believe in something, then you should walk with someone that also believes that same thing. You should marry that someone that also believes that same thing. How can two walk together except they, they can't? Let me answer that question. They can't. They will not. They'll be walking, but they ain't together. <laughs> you're walking, but you're not together. Amen? So that is important. Have that fundamental principle in your home. Teach that fundamental principle to your children. Grandparents, talk to your parents that have those grandchildren. Help them to understand. Pray about it if it's not the right timing or the right uh, place for you to maybe have that conversation with grandchildren. It may not be your place, but you can pray. You can pray for God to open up a door for you to have that conversation. You can pray that maybe the grandkid will come to you and talk to you about that. And now the grandkids ask. Now you can freely speak. Amen? Pray about those things because those things matter. We've seen too many homes get destroyed, too many homes that just, they're messed up. They have no idea what they want to do, what direction, and then the kids are affected by this. Amen. The kids are affected by these things, and it's not healthy. All right? It's not healthy. So those things are, are very, very important, and that is a, a key principle that uh, my wife and I have, have really talked about. Uh, when it comes to what we feel, how we believe, and what we are going to be teaching our children. We want to teach that same principle to this church because that principle is important. All right? Now, it is not our job. All right? See, see how I'm doing this? It is not our job to go around and tell people, hey, y'all shouldn't be together. Pastor said y'all shouldn't be talking because y'all unequally yoked. No, that's, that's not our place. When, if we see something that we feel could be in danger 
what the first thing we do is pray. That's the first thing we do is go to God because we don't know what God can do and what he will do in their lives. All right? Because people are people and people are going to make their own decisions. All right? They're going to make their own decisions and, 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 and we have to just pray and believe that God is going to work things out in their favor and we must believe that the Lord uh, is with that. Amen? Want me to continue on with the... Okay, okay, all right. So when it comes with single parenting, those that have children, all right, and, and, and it's, it's important to um, think about when you have children and you're entering into a relationship, when do you bring the children into the, uh, what's, what, I'm, what am I looking for? When can you bring them around? The when can you day? bring them around? Yes. When would be a good time? When would be a good time to bring them around the person that you're interested in? Now, that is something that you must considerably pray for. Considerably pray for. You must pray for that. And what, when is the right timing? When to do something like this? Because that is something where you don't want to bring children involved with multiple boys or multiple women and different things like that because it can affect the child. It can affect that child. And so that's something to really consider because I don't know if there's really a, a great answer for that. No, I, I don't. I think every case or every person's relationship, you know, is based on that. However, I do think that you should definitely be in a serious relationship yeah. prior to introducing those kids to that person. Yeah. And also, when it comes to whoever your ex is, ex-husband or just a ex-relationship, if that person is still in that child's life, active in their life, I do think, I do believe that you should have a conversation with them first. We're not seeking your approval, just out of respect, I'm letting you know that I will be introducing our child to who I'm seeing now, which we are in a serious relationship. Um, but just out of respect, I would let them know. But they have to be active in that child's life. It's not someone who's in and out. Because if you're not steady in the child's life, then I don't have to consult you about anything. Mm -hmm. However, if you know if you have a relationship with that child, you should know what's going on with your child. Yes, yes, that's that's good. That's good. It, the, you know, these things and topics that we're hitting on today um, are topics that people deal with in the church without the church all the time. These are true and real family matters because people have these concerns. They don't know what to do, when to do it, when is the right time to do certain things. And, and watch and listen to your children. There's too many times that people are getting in relationships with someone and then they are abusing your kids. Yeah. So yeah. listen to what your kids say. If your kids say they don't feel comfortable around someone, then maybe they don't feel comfortable around someone. Amen. Amen. So little girls shouldn't be sitting on men's laps. Amen. Different things like that. You, we don't do that. We don't give room. Amen. So watch your children. Amen. Amen. I, I'm glad you brought that up because my wife and I have even had this conversation with family members of ours. There were certain things that she was picking up on. Okay? The Lord was giving her a discernment of spirit about a certain individual in our family. 
And my wife came to me and said, I don't want our daughter sitting on that person's lap anymore. And they were in our family. And this was a female. I got girls you would think. Yes, this was in our family. Church, see, this is important stuff here. Because we have to be very careful. We've got to be careful. We've got to be careful how we conduct ourselves. We have to be careful about our family members, our loved ones. If we pick up on the spirit, you better act on that spirit. Don't brush that over and think, ah, maybe I'm overthinking that. No, overthink it. I would rather be too cautious than not enough. And if you're picking up on something and you think, I don't care if they're your first cousin, I don't care if you grew up with them, I don't care. You pick up on a spirit that you're not liking, uh-uh, you withdraw yourself. You withdraw yourself. And we, and we, told, we told our kids, no, if, if so-and-so asks you to come sit by them, you, you say no. You just walk away. You turn around. If they say why, you say, well, mommy said so. And we can deal with them. We can, we'll deal with them. But oh, you just, you got to be aware and be cautious and don't just allow things just to happen because it's aunt this or uncle this or cousin or friend or I don't care who they are. If you pick up on a spirit, they can say they in church, Christians or not. You picking up on something, you withdraw. Amen? I don't care. I'm telling you. I, I, I thought my parents were so, they watched these videos. They were so nice. I thought my parents drew so many stern lines that I didn't understand when I was coming up. Stern lines. We, I couldn't spend a night over nobody's house. Nobody? And finally, there was one, one family, one cousin of mine, they allowed me to spend a night over. Now I've got this big family. They wouldn't allow me to do it. I, I couldn't. Now they can come to my house. That, I, they wouldn't allow me to go certain places over individuals' houses. And I just, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't really get that. But now that I'm older, and now that I've got children, I see it clear as day now. I see it clear as day. Oh, they were protecting me. That's all it was. They were protecting me because maybe they picked up on something or seen something. They're saying, nah, I don't want my kids involved with that. I, I don't want them around that. I don't want them picking up on some spirit that I feel that I think they have. And now I've got to deal with that when they come back home. Amen? You know who that else goes for? Us adults. Don't allow ourselves to be just entertaining everything. They can be cousins, brothers, sisters. Don't be entertaining everything. Amen? You don't have to spend a lot of time with someone or them a lot of time with you. No, because you don't want to entertain those spirits and then they pick up on you and you wonder why you got certain thoughts and why you're feeling certain ways, why you're having certain dreams. All right? You've got to be careful who you're around. Somebody say family matters. Amen. We're not getting too deep here, are we? We're okay? All right. All right. All right. Good, good, good. And so with that being said, I would like to kind of finish up with this, okay? All right? I want to, I want to finish up with just a few things I want to hit on, okay? And, uh, and get us out of here just at, at a respectable time. And one thing my wife and I were, were talking about was overcoming past and current issues or trauma. Overcoming past and current trauma. We can all be honest in here that we're dealing with certain issues and trauma in our life, in our family. How, how, how do we overcome those things? 
How, how, how do we, are, are we able to overcome them individually and as a family? I want us to remember something. And if you don't remember, I challenge you to go back and listen to Brother Wade's message that he preached when he was here preaching his revival. He preached about the year of release. Anybody remember that message dealing with the Lord's release? In that message, he mentioned that God has given us a key. He said God gave this church a key. But he said that key would be used or activated once we release. Or in other words, once we are able to, somebody say forgive. Once we're able to forgive. I want to hit on a couple things. And first thing I want to hit on is that word forgiveness. Being able to forgive God's way. Notice I said God's way and not our way. Being able to forgive the individuals and being able to forgive ourselves for the, the issues, the trauma that is going on right now in our lives, whether they be past or whether they be current. In order, to, in order to help ourselves to be able to overcome these things, we have to be able to forgive. In order to be able to overcome these things, that's one of the steps, is being able to forgive. Forgive individuals and to be able to forgive ourselves. That's something you know we have to pray for, a spirit of forgiveness. A spirit of godly forgiveness. That is something that is so true and is powerful if we're able to implement this in our lives. Because many things that we deal with in our past that haunt us is a lack of forgiveness. We haven't forgiven the individual or we haven't forgiven ourselves. We haven't been able to move on from it because we haven't properly forgiven them. Amen. And so that is one thing, to be able to forgive. Another thing that can help us to be able to overcome past or current issues is to be able to lay it down and give it over to the Lord. A lot of issues that we deal with and struggle with is because we're pulling them. We're pulling the weight ourselves. We're hanging on to those issues and trying to work it out and figure it out on our own. When in essence, we should be able to lay it down. I was speaking with someone the other day. I said, now laying it down does not mean forgetting about it. Laying it down means you pray about it. Laying it down means you continue to seek the Lord and ask his help and his guidance and not allow yourself to be caught up in the middle of it trying to figure it out on our own. A lot of things that we're dealing with, even in our current life right now, that is traumatizing us and holding us back is because we're too busy fighting the battle ourselves and holding on to things that we need to let go and allow God to handle the situation. Amen? The scripture says in Isaiah chapter number 28, verse number 6, it says, and for a spirit of judgment to him that sitteth in judgment, and for strength to them that turn the battle to the gate. It says, and for strength to them that turn the battle to the gate. God is simply saying here that I will give strength to those that turn the battle to the gate. What he was saying was I'm going to anoint those that stop the sin at the gate before it even gets 
into the home. Before it even gets into the home, as my wife was speaking about earlier, the gatekeepers, before it even becomes a major issue in that house, we turn it at the gate. The Lord is trying to help me understand, even this day, that God will anoint us to fight the very things that's trying to torment our home. That God will anoint us to fight the very thing and turn it at the gate before it becomes traumatizing in our home. And if those very things are already in our home, God will anoint you to get it out of your home and keep it out of your home. I'm telling you that God will give you the strength to be able to do it. But we must lay it down at his feet and allow him to fight our battles. Because the Lord said that we are more than conquerors. That means we are fighting battles that we shouldn't have to fight. But God will fight our battles on our behalf if we allow him to. And we can fight it at the gate. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's stand to our feet right now.